When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Hale Varsity Radio, the voice of Husker Nation. Insight, opinion, expertise, with the biggest and best names talking Nebraska across the state. Join the show on Twitter at Hale Varsity and at Schmitz underscore radio. Call in at 402-466-ESPN or 1-800-825-5865. Here's Chris Schmitz. Welcome to it. Great to be with you on a Wednesday. It's Hale Varsity Radio, presented by Currency for all your equipment financing needs. Go Currency, Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal, and you. And can watch the show as we stream on different platforms for you. Signing day 2023, part one, early signing period. Nebraska closing like a freight train. Coach Rules, first class. 27 additions, four walk-ons. We'll dive into a lot of it for you and enjoy the next couple of hours as Nebraska builds towards the future. You can watch the show on the Hale Varsity YouTube channel, also on the Hale Varsity Radio Twitter handle at HVarsity Radio. That's where you catch coffee and cream with Damon Benning and Andrew Rogers, 7 to 9 mornings. Uh, along with the ESPN Lincoln Twitter handle at ESPN Lincoln and ESPN Lincoln Facebook. Find us on Twitter at Schmidt underscore radio. Chris Schmidt at Herbal Essence for Elijah Herbal. Elijah, you're you're still bundled up, man. You're uh, you got the, the sweatshirt on. You've got the the, the flannel coat going uh, and you're ready for the elements for the first time in forever. Like, I don't know how long it's been. This studio is actually cold. For once, never like like Usually every single time I'm in here. Yeah, I'm like I want to throw on like the tank top and like you know throw on the sunglasses. Out, it feels out, like yeah, I'm on the beach. Yeah. It's like 95 degrees in here, and for once I'm actually like getting a chill in here. So I got the coat on. I'm going to enjoy this day while it lasts because as soon as I walk outside after this show, I know I'm going to be crying. Well, you're you're built for uh, for November Big Ten football, and uh, what Nebraska did today, uh, as far as uh, who they targeted, who they wanted, who they retained, for the most part. Uh, looks good if you pair it with Matt Rule's track record of identification, development, and that that build on the line to scrimmage. Uh, Damon Benning uh, going to be with us here in about five minutes or so. Excited to get his perspective on things as a great uh, former Husker, a uh, guy that's coached a long time in the prep ranks as well, and uh, his insight always uh, – uh, appreciated. So Damon will get us going here in a couple of minutes in the 425 segment. A roundtable, Mike Babcock, Brady Altman's thoughts on the signing class. And then uh, we'll head up to Pierre, South Dakota, and uh, Jason Machacek, offensive lineman, defensive lineman, 6'3", 320. We'll check in with Jason around 440. Uh, five o'clock, some thoughts from Coach Rule in his press conference. And then Coach John Gingery of Lincoln East. Uh, we've loved covering uh, as much high school prep action as we have over the years. And Coach Gingery, one of our favorites. Coach Gingery will check in with us on Malachi Coleman's commitment to Nebraska today. 
and uh, we'll round it out with uh, Gunnar Gatula of Lincoln Southeast around 540. You can send your emails in, chris at hailvarsity.com. Matt hits it on the head with a lot of the feel and flavor. Homegrown, right? Homegrown O-line, homegrown defensive line, and eight Nebraskans uh, and uh, four walk-ons making their way to Lincoln. Of course, Elvano from west side, the tremendous kicker, Malachi Coleman. Nebraska winning the recruiting battle over Colorado for Malachi and the who's who of the college football world wanting uh, Malachi Coleman. Uh, you look at uh, Mason Goldman, uh, standout Ball player from Gretna, Gunnar Gatula from Lincoln Southeast, Brock Knutson from out in Scotts Bluff. Uh, those are impressive names. Maverick Noonan, he is such a, a talent out of Elkhorn South, defensive lineman, edge man uh, to think about. And, of course, Sam Sledge, also O-lineman from that uh, really proud program, talented program in Creighton Prep, uh, just to name some of the Nebraskans. The walk-ons to highlight out of Elkhorn, Cole Ballard is a stud, Elkhorn South. So Cole is walking on Corver Demma, linebacker, gritty, tough ball player uh, for the Dragons. Uh, Caden uh, Urchmacher out of Bennington, Nebraska, played at Bell West. Uh, just great frame for a tight end at 6'3", 250. And you have Grant uh, Segrin. Uh, he's out of Oakland, Nebraska, Oakland Craig. He's an offensive lineman, a walk-on Nebraska added at 6'6", 250. So that's your rundown of, of in-state. You have your uh, scholarship and then your walk-on. And then as you break it down through the rest of the state, uh, or states, I should say, Texas talent, uh, five additions for Nebraska, either out of the high school ranks or via the portal, uh, three from Florida, three from Pennsylvania, one from Cali, one from Illinois. Uh, Missouri is a state Nebraska needs to tamp back into. They get one uh, player out of Missouri, which uh, is uh, nice for the Big Red. Uh, one out of Oklahoma, uh, and a linebacker we've all kind of been interested in, and that's Eric Fields. Some really uh, impressive thoughts from Coach Rule on on Fields, uh, one South Dakota, and we'll be talking with uh, with Jason, uh, one from Tennessee, one from Virginia, and the breakdown is uh, you have six on the defensive line, and then three on the offensive line, and then two. Right now, they're trying to decide whether they play offensive line or defensive line. Three linebackers, and Nebraska also needing to you know, restack their wide receiver room so five wide five wide receivers uh, as part of this 2023 class nebraska if, if you're into rankings able to to move their way up whether you look at 24 7 composite uh, on three 24 7 as a whole or even espn nebraska in that uh, well 26 to 32 range depending on on where you look and uh, that's that's impressive. What's more impressive when you look at Matt Rule's track record is not where the classes start per se, but where the classes end up. If you re-rank the recruiting classes, what was the hit rate? What was the retention rate? And more importantly, what was the development rate, right? What was the development rate like uh, for some of these players by the time they got to year three and year four, Elijah, and 
that's where you look at some of the the different articles that come out. If you're to re uh, re rank some of the classes, Matt Rule's classes may have ended in the 40s or 30s, but they end up in the 20s or the teens, and that translates to wins. That translates to some conference championship appearances, some conference championship wins. And uh, dare I say, some New Year's Day bowl appearances. But I, if you're a Nebraska fan, you got to love the grind that this staff and head coach put forth. But they, 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 it wasn't empty. They, they got who they wanted. They got some flips. They got some portal additions that I think are going to be big. And uh, also some more insight from Coach Rule when it comes to the offensive line. Uh, and defensive line, and, and even more so on his, on his, you know, Coach White and what what Nebraska is going to run. It's not necessarily going to be a three three five. So pretty insightful presser, and the work well done by Rule and his staff. But I'd like to quickly make a point. I've seen a lot on Twitter today of people talking about how fast Nebraska shot up the recruiting board rankings and where Colorado's at compared to Nebraska and where Nebraska's at compared to the rest of the Big Ten. And let's make one thing clear. I mean, we said last week on this show, Schmidt, that recruiting rankings are fickle. Uh, that's no pun intended with uh, with Wisconsin, but it's a it's a fickle beast recruiting rankings in terms of the fact that you know what you get a guy in Eric Fields and sounds like uh, Matt Rule considers him to be one of the gems of this class and he's not even ranked on recruiting services. He's not going to help that recruiting ranking whatsoever, and uh, that, that's kind of the the philosophy that Matt Rule has here. So I don't think recruiting rankings are the most important thing to look at with Matt Rule. It's kind of film and, and how guys fit into a program. But also, this is a first recruiting class that was built in 20-something days. So this one's going to be a lot more important to evaluate probably in 18 months or so and see how many of these guys are still around and how many of these guys contributed during their, either their freshman or their sophomore year. That's whenever you'll get to see what this recruiting class is, just because Think back to the last couple of years. The attrition rate within Nebraska's recruiting classes has been huge, and that's going to be a trend that's going to continue into college football. So, yeah, you went and pulled out a, a borderline top 25 class this year in 25 days, which is really, really impressive. But also, let's make one thing clear. A top 25 class, if you lose two or three guys, could drop to a 40, a 45th ranked class. So it's about retaining these guys and, and, and fitting them into the program, not just being happy that they're here. Well, and and the big thing, too, is the reality of of a transition class. Uh, When you have a transition class, what's the retention rate of that? And is it a class that's uh, more misses than hits, right? If it's it's a transition class, how – What's fair <laughs> as your coach coming in, as uh, we welcome in uh, Husker Standout, part of the Husker Network, did great work with the color commentary this football season, and uh, longtime prep coach in Omaha, Damon Benning, joins us here on Hale Varsity. Damon, thanks for a few minutes today, man. I know you've been running the run. You've been busy. Uh, yes. what, what's your assessment here? Let's dive right in here. Uh, we were talking transition class, but... Quite a few uh, scholarship additions and walk-ons. Uh, what's your assessment? What do you think? Well, I think quietly they, they did a, a a pretty good job. I'm a little surprised, actually, even though I say that knowing full well that they got off to a good start uh, in terms of being organized, having a plan of attack, having things laid out the minute that they touched down, who they contacted, who they didn't, getting that junior day uh, that very next Sunday. And I'm still a little surprised, right? I think they quietly um, have tried to rebuild that defense on the fly, giving themselves some depth. Uh, they obviously still have to address the offensive line a little bit uh, and probably add some more depth in the wide receiver room. But 
Gosh, I think if you ask me what I expected versus kind of where we ended up, um, I'm I'm pretty impressed. Uh, even though I understand some of their attributes as a staff full well, uh, I'm still a little taken aback. Well, that's a great word is impressed, and I think if if you look at it and you know it. Uh, it's it, it, this is a tough ask. I mean, if we talk timing and, and putting a staff together and then reconnecting and holding on to some names, uh, that's that's been big. Damon, you've seen uh, in-state football, uh, and you, you are a part of an incredible program with Westside. Speak to the, the in-state kids Nebraska uh, was able to hold on to, not just from Westside, but just the, the, the eight Nebraskans that got scholarships and and their impact potentially on the program. Yeah, I tell you what, I mean, between Gatula and Sledge, I'll start with the guys that, you know, that were in the fold that they kind of had to maintain, right? Mm-hmm. That Sledge, Gatula, uh, Malachi, Coleman, Maverick, Noonan. Um, I may be missing one. Uh, you know, I thought that was impressive. I talked to Maverick earlier this morning. You know, they called him the, the very first day. Uh, that they were on the job. You know, he was at Lincoln East with Malachi Coleman. They had reached out uh, to Benny Nagoi, who ended up going to Iowa State, but it wasn't due to lack of effort. Uh, made sure that they had stopped at Lincoln Southeast to see uh, Gunnar Gatula and let him know that, that he was wanted. The same with Brock Knudsen. So I felt like they came in already established and ready to go. You know, it's not like... He took the job on uh, on a Sunday and didn't know what he was doing on Monday, right? You could you knew that he had given it some thought because of how quickly they went to operate. And then let's talk about the two that they turned around almost out of nowhere. Uh, you know, Iowa was really close to ha- getting Tristan Albano. Uh, you, you know, he he had visited there uh, in the summer and and really liked it. Uh, you know, Boston College made the late run with their official visits and. And, and Nebraska really got back in good graces after kind of dropping the ball. Uh, self-admit, you know, he admitted that, that they did, hadn't shown much interest. And so to be authentic with him and kind of flip the script to get him back in the fold is, was, is fantastic because he's about as safe of a surefire thing as there is in recruiting. And I mean that. Mm-hmm. that that's with all the uber-talented guys that he got. If you want – a safe pick for a guy that's got a chance to function at a really high level out of this out of this recruiting class. Put your money on Tristan Albano. He's a, he's a winner. He's clutch and he works at it. And then Jalen Lloyd with an almost unbelievable turn of events. If you know his family and his personality, extremely guarded, doesn't say much, uh, very meticulous. You know, doesn't they don't make rash decisions. And he had his top four ready to go on December tenth. He didn't feel well, uh, which was absolutely the truth. I knew he had been sick for a couple of days, so they were worried about the commitment day at the Boys and Girls Club. An hour later, Nebraska offers, and all of a sudden they put the full-court press on him. You know, they give him the comps to who they think he can be like, who he can play like, he can visualize, he he can see it unfold. Uh, They get him down for the junior day. Then he takes the unofficial visit, and he's blown away. You know, his dad said, and I quote, I've never met people that have been that nice without knowing me, and we have been courted quite a bit, right? So that, that, that's a, that, 
that, that that's a guy that I think is and, and his family. I mean, his his wife, uh, Jalen's mom, highly recruited track star coming out uh, of of high school before she attended the University of Nebraska, and so they'd know a smoke blower if they saw one. And remember, you're talking about Olympic level, and I'm not just saying that. I mean, the times back that up. He's an Olympic caliber track athlete, and I think to get him. To, to continue to follow his quiet dream of wanting to play football was nothing short of fantastic. So you look at the in-state hall, um, and, and I and I think it's I think it's it's really good. You know, I mean, they they made the the, the run and the pitch to Malachi Coleman and and say what you want about talent matching productivity. He was highly sought after, and and he was highly thought of. And, and Colorado made their late run with their little woo factor and. And how it is that they're going to recruit. So I think having a plan um, and knowing how to go about their business, but having comps, guys, like they're using real life examples of similar player profiles of guys that they've developed to really give a tangible example of what uh, young people can achieve coming out of high school. And I actually think it's that more than anything that has drawn this in-state class, which is highly talented, to Nebraska. Damon, we're up against a hard break. Need two minutes on the other side. Can we do that? Absolutely. I'll wait. And now. And now, back to Hale Varsity Radio. Thanks for spending time. at Hale Varsity Radio, presented by Currency Mike Babcock, Brady Altman's shortly. Damon Benning with us here from Coffee and Cream. And uh, at Damon Bennings, where you find him on Twitter. Damon, we'll, we'll hold you over for one more, and, and thanks for hanging on. Player in Portal or high school you're most excited about, and then tell me what's happening tomorrow morning, 7 to 9, on Coffee and Cream. Yeah, I'm, I'm a, it's tough. Right? I thought about <laughs> You're like, next I question, I can't tell you yet. <laughs> I think I'm going to go with Princewell, just, okay. just because – I think he's just raw enough to excite me about what's next in terms of development, but he's highly thought of it, you know, as a, and not that I'm a, I'm a stars guy because I've kind of seen how this process works and it's not all it's cracked up to be, but the, as a, as a four star guy that I think has a, a, a lot of upside, I, he intrigues me and he's definitely at a position of need because I think if Nebraska wants to turn the corner defensively, uh, they're going to have to get after the passer, uh, and they need some natural pass rushers. And so he's a guy that I've got my eye on. All right, Minata seven to nine. I'm sure it's a little bacon and eggs and and, and, and some coffee and cream. Yeah, we just try to take care of. Uh, we'll, we'll we'll finish up a little recruiting and 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 talk a little college basketball. See what's up next for Nebraska with some time off as they get Iowa uh, coming out of the break. We'll, we'll talk women the women's program. Mm-hmm. And and the curious case of what's going on with the Blue Jays uh, as they take on Butler, uh, so that one will be interesting, weather permitting, and uh, we'll, we'll we'll be the best that we can to be entertaining and get you through the hol- to the holidays, I should say. All right, Damon, thank you so much. Appreciate the time, man. Anytime, you guys. All right, there he is, Damon Benning, with us on Hale Varsity Coffee and Cream seven to nine. Catch that on ESPN Lincoln and also uh, streaming on uh, the Hale Varsity radio twitter handle brady altman is locked in his recruiting war room mike babcox in his husker football den can watch that now on the hail varsity youtube channel guys it's signing day 2023 uh is, is there any confetti that's just out of camera shot in in your room mike or, or brady mike i'll start with you 
Um, well, it, it's this way every year at recruiting time. You know, that's the thing. It's the world is as wide as you want it to be because nobody has played yet, but it's all <laughs> anticipation. So I'm going to hold off from the confetti. All right, Brady, uh, you got uh, at least some champagne. Um, I, I keep it on ice and on deck. I'm coming um, from the hall, from the hallway on the sixth floor of Memorial Stadium right now, so it's it's just out of arm's reach at the moment. Well, Brady, start with you. Impressions of the class, Mike? You follow, bud? Well, my initial my initial reactions to it are, um, I mean, really. They, I think this coaching staff got everybody that they really invested a lot of time and energy into. I don't think there's really, I mean, uh, Matt Rule said that there are a couple guys they wish that they had, especially in-state guys, but I don't think that there's anybody that got out of arm's reach from them. And they've, it's similar to what they did at Baylor. Um, they attacked it aggressively, went after it, and then you just saw a flurry in the last couple of days of guys that come in. And I think it's a testament to their high energy and a testament to their aggression on the recruiting trail and what they want to do on the field. Mike, your impressions, bud. Do we lose Mike? Hello, Mike. Mike, do we got you, bud? Hello? So let's try this one more time. Mike, do you have Mike, us Mike, do we have you now, bud? <laughs> um, I can see now. I, I saw some black screen and... <laughs> An arrow spinning around. Uh, now, now we got you. Uh, thoughts on the class, bud? Um, speed. I thought that I thought that the emphasis on speed was a significant thing. The thing that I liked most was um, six were listed as defensive linemen, three were listed as offensive linemen, and two were listed as either or. I think that's where and his observation. Uh, a team that can control the line of scrimmage is a team that can be successful. I like that's what I liked about it. So Brady Oltmans and Mike Babcock with us here on Hale Varsity Radio. And Brady, going to turn this question here to you. When you look at the, this crop of in-state kids, Matt Rule said at the presser today, it's not everyone that they would have liked to get, but he thinks they had a, a good class anyway. And I want you to, to look at those list of guys. There's some guys that even three months ago, when you look at Jalen Lloyd and Tristan Alvano, that we weren't expecting. So whenever you look at this this class as a whole, was it a, a good first step in the right direction, in your opinion, in terms of locking down the state's borders? Still a lot of work to be done, but got some good talent as well. Yeah, I think it's it's a as good of a step as you could ask for. Uh, there were a couple of kids that flipped or a couple of kids that I think their recruitment to Nebraska was just a, a step too far, um, may have been just timing-wise, uh, because the recruiting process is a drawn-out one, and it's tough to ask a guy like Matt Rule to come in and in 24 days, you know, uh, build those relationships and solve those issues. But as he pointed out, there's a lot of good promising young talent, class of 24, class of 25, and a lot of young kids. And he laid it out. It's um, they want to build the format. And Nebraska has this, you know, this history of in-state guys being successful here. Want to make sure that every sixth, seventh, and eighth grader in the state of Nebraska can look out of the field every single year and see that it can be done and that they can be successful and play at Nebraska. And, He's, he seems to certainly be on the on the right path of laying that groundwork. Recruiting roundtable, uh, assessing the 2023 class, Hale Varsity Radio. Mike Babcock, Brady Oltmans, Elijah Herbal, Chris Schmidt. Big thanks to Damon Benning for getting us kicked off. Mike, I want to go back to the offensive and, and defensive line play and comfort level. Uh, I know uh, it's 
all uh, smiles right now, but I guess comfort and uh, comfort and confidence level with rules, history, and commitment to both lines of scrimmage. He spent time on that a little bit ago with his presser. Well, yeah, I think that's important. I, the other thing that I liked about what he said, and I should have mentioned this earlier, was that he he didn't dismiss the guys that were already here, and particularly in the offensive line. He talked about how people have said that's been, been a problem. You know, I probably been one of those people that said that, but Some but he brought here. them into the picture <laughs> as well. It was like, you know, that's part of the part of the important thing is that you know we we have some guys here. Um, and it, it seemed like a development kind of thing and a system kind of a thing uh, that they're going to fit into. So um, we're not just dismissing those guys. We're adding two. Mike, the, the value and reality uh, of in-state kids, why it's so important to, to not only foster those relationships but, but develop the, the talent that is retained here. Well, I, you know, I think that you're talking about the Nebraska kid, the in-state kids, yes. or you're just talking about the players in general? In-state kids, why, why, why Nebraska needs to keep Nebraska kids here? You know, I think that's always been part of the Nebraska's tradition is, uh, you know, when, when Tom Osborne was the coach, and it's a whole different dynamic. You know, college football has changed dramatically. Um, and, and guys that maybe went under the radar a little bit uh, in the past, don't now. Um, so it's it's more difficult because these guys are being recruited by many more schools than they would have been uh, 25 years ago or 50 years ago or whatever, um, whatever the time frame is. Um, so I think it's important that you emphasize that with the understanding that you're probably not going to get all the guys uh, in state to stay here. But if you get the majority of those guys, and you get the guys that fit the system as you want it to be, uh, you're going to be successful. And and we see this in this recruiting class is that you got, uh, what, eight guys from Nebraska. Um, that's a good place to start. And you got uh, four walk-ons already uh, cleared and enrolled. So, and they're from Nebraska. So that's, that's good. I mean, you have, that has to be the core of your team at Nebraska, I think. Um, and it uh, appears that uh, Rule understands that. Um, you know, he said that's where they start. Brady Oltmans and Mike Babcock here. It's a recruiting roundtable on Hale Varsity Radio. And Brady, going to pose this question to you. It's something I brought up back in our first segment, and that's attrition rate with this class. I think there's some attrition that's going to be expected whenever you're uh, trying to build relationships over 25-ish days and, and try to build a recruiting class like that. And it's uh, very impressive what Matt Rule is able to accomplish, but what do you think is a, a reasonable attrition rate for this class? I don't think you're expecting all these guys to make it four or five years here. No, I think you're going to really see uh, the the big differences in the coaching staffs and how they go about things. Now, keep in mind, last year, coming into the 2022 season, Scott Frost said that uh, they brought in more portal guys than they typically like to. They were looking to add a handful, potentially several recruits every year from the portal, he figured at the time. Now, that number has kind of changed in Nebraska, well, at time of recording and right now, less than several, uh, tr- you know, transfer portal arrivals. And Matt Rule is big on the development and getting guys in and keeping them in the system. Now, it, he also said if a kid wants to play right away and 
and stand out on their own and do that, they wish them well because sometimes development is you stay in and you don't play in the first couple of years. So I think you're going to find out um, how many of these kids want to play right away and how many of them are bought into the Matt Rule system and strictly believe enough in it to want to be around and, and not transfer out. Guys, rapid fire, 90 seconds, and we got a punt. Thank you so much for squeezing today in. Portal name you're most excited about. Babbers, you first. Brady, you follow. Um, portal name that I'm most excited about. Well, obviously quarterbacks, because you always talk about quarterbacks. I liked his discussion about Sims mm-hmm. um, and, uh, you know, why he was looking. Described him as an NFL prospect. That right there is, is a is – a, uh, is a positive. So I, that, that's probably the guy that uh, um, I would pick out, which makes me probably the typical person because I go for the quarterback. It's okay. Hey, Babbers, it's, it's <laughs> no <laughs> no shame here. Brady, how about you, bud? Uh, I've thought about this quite a bit. Um, I think Chief Borders is the one that stands out right away. I liked um, Collier uh, in the secondary, but Chief has got that. Uh, his high school coach says he's very upbeat very willing to kind of roll with the punches. I think that that fits well with what he might see. Um, he's athletic, fast, um, is able to kind of fit different dynamics and what they want to do at linebackers. So I, I think, and I think he might be a fan favorite in how he uh, approaches life. Well, and Schmitty, when he asks best name, I think Chief Porter's got to be the Chief's best name good. among anyone in this class. Get your subscription now, Hail Varsity Magazine, hailvarsity.com backslash subscribe. Uh, offer. Backslash offer. I will get it right. I'm holding it up. Great work by Babbers, by Brady, by Vogel, by Jacob, by Aaron, by uh, the, the the crew. Get your subscription today. Guys, thank you so much. Brady has a great story in there. Brady has a great story in there. Absolutely. Fellas, take care. Enjoy signing day. Thank you. Like what you hear, high-quality radio and podcast is part of what we do at Hale Varsity. Hey, it's Chris Schmidt with Hale Varsity Radio, and I wanted to offer listeners of the Hale Varsity Radio Show podcast $10 off the price of an annual subscription. That means that you can get everything we do, 10 issues of our monthly magazine, our annual football yearbook, and all the premium content we produce at HaleVarsity.com. Just go to HaleVarsity.com backslash subscribe and enter in the promo code GBR for $10 off a full year of Hail Varsity. That's hailvarsity.com backslash subscribe promo code GBR. And now, and now back to Hail Varsity Radio. Signing day 2023. It's Hail Varsity Radio. Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal were presented by Currency. Can stream the show, the Hail Varsity YouTube channel, Hail Varsity Radio. Twitter handle at HVarsity Radio. Watch that. And of course, get caught up on recruiting tomorrow morning coffee and cream, 7 to 9 a.m. And uh, ESPN Lincoln Twitter at ESPN Lincoln Facebook. Keep your comments coming in. We'll dive in to some of your comments in the five o'clock hour. Jordan's asking about Cornelius, uh, his announcements tonight. Uh, a uh, commit today out of South Dakota out of uh, Pierre, South Dakota, on the offensive line. Also did great work on the defensive line. Uh, we say hi to Jason Machacek, 6'3", 320 pounds. Jason, welcome into Hale Varsity Radio. Thanks for your time. How are you? Good. How are you? Thank you for having me. Hey, thank you for your time. Take us through your, your day, your process, and uh, I guess the emotion of the moment. 
yeah, you know, it was, um, you know, I signed early. I wanted to get it over with and make sure that I was a Husker as fast as I, uh, as fast as I could. So, um, you know, it, it was a very, um, very surreal day, you know, and, until I get there and, uh, um, actually get to wear the Husker gear. I don't feel like I'm a Husker because it's just, it, it's such a surreal moment. And, um, you know, it, uh, how the events how the events um happen you know it's just it's crazy so i'm uh just just excited to be there to get there and uh yeah jason uh got some uh, some south dakota fans uh, that are husker fans i should say listen to the show i know one of them brennan reached out to me today to make sure i had the right pronunciation for pure south dakota and uh, there, there's husker fans that abound in south dakota i want to ask you about your upbringing were, were you a husker fan growing up what what does that that n on the side of the helmet mean to you yeah, I, um, I I wasn't a Husker fan, but that that end on the side of the helmet, you know, growing up in the Midwest and especially South Dakota and pretty close to to Nebraska and knowing a lot of Nebraska fans is, you know, first of all, the the tradition of the fans, um, 392, I think it is consecutive sellouts, and I mean that's all you need to say is is how how loyal those fans are and, and how how fun it is to play for them and play play in front of them, you know, um, even when we're on the road, I know. There's red in the stands, so um, you know the, the the fans really make it make it a big deal. And then just just the tradition of Husker football, you know, we uh, we well, I shouldn't say we, but they uh, you know they won championships back in the '90s, and um, we got we got to get back to that. Well, J- Jason, you said we. I think you have the right to say we now that you have the the name on the the dotted line and you've sent that paperwork in. I think you have full right to say we now. <laughs> yeah. Jason, uh, let's talk about your process. Jason Machachek, offensive defensive line uh, recruit out of South Dakota with the Sale Varsity Radio. Tell us about your process with Nebraska contact connection, and then how things materialized for today. Yeah, you know, um, so last spring in about March, I took a junior day visit with the old staff. Um, you know, I went there, did went through the tour and everything, and it all went well. And then this past summer, I uh, going into my senior season, I, I went to camp there. Um, so I worked with Coach Rayola. And he, um, you know, after the camp, everything went well. He said that he really wants me. And um, it just, uh, I mean, it just worked out that Coach Frost didn't give him, you know, the opportunity to give me the opportunity to for me to come play um, for the Cornhuskers. And it just it just didn't work out. So I swept it under the bed. I got an offer from UND like two days before I went to that camp. And then a week later after that, I went to NDSU, didn't like it. And then I committed to UND. So, I mean, I, I was, I thought I was going to North Dakota um, for about, let's see, June, July, August, September, October, November. I mean, five months now. So, you know, you go from thinking that you're going to someplace five months and then um i get a call at 8 30 at night from the new staff and they say that you know um like ba- basically that the old staff messed up and, and we need you here to to build back the program so um it, it was a lot of a lot of talks a lot of emotional talks as far as uh calling und and breaking them the news and um ultimately I, I believe i made the right decision to come be a husker what was it about your skill set that impressed Coach Raiola? What was it about Raiola that impressed you? Yeah, um, I, I, Coach Raiola uh, told me straight to my face. He said, "You know, he was an undersized guy when he played. His brother was, and his best friend was. So 
uh, me being, you know, even though I'm not the smallest guy, I, I'm short for, for Power 5 football. So um, he said he loved undersized guys that work hard, and that's what he loved about me. And he, he loved how, how I took coaching and how I, uh, you know, just handled, handled myself at, at camp. And um, Coach Rayola, for me, you know, he just – I mean, he's one of the best in business, in my opinion. Um, the the way he coaches, his techniques, I love. Um, you know, they're definitely uh, techniques from what I, from what I used to, what I what I'm used to. But um, it's uh, he he's really a genuine guy and a nice guy, and so uh, he's a great coach. Jason, from from watching you play just a little bit, you really do strike me as just a, a an offensive lineman's offensive lineman. And in the official press today, release today, excuse me, from the University of Nebraska, you're listed as both an offensive lineman and a defensive lineman. But as I said, you, you strike me as an offensive line kind of guy. So tell me a little bit about the the type of mentality that you play with and the type of mentality that's required to be an offensive lineman. Yeah, you know, you got to go out there and, and know that you're going to be more physical than the, than the dude across from you. You know. Um, you can't go in with a mindset of, well, he's big, he's strong, he's fast. So, you know, I, I gotta, I gotta make sure I have this step down, and then the next step down. I mean, you you gotta go in there, and your technique should be should be automatic, and you should not have to think about that. And you have to think about striking fast, being being fast, and just being nasty. Um, you know, in in modern college football, there's a lot of passing on RPOs, a lot of lateral movement, but um, I, I think still. The old line, especially interior line. I mean, you get down in that three-point stance, and you know that you're just you got to be more nasty and physical than uh, and the guy across from you. So I go on with that mentality every play, and um, just yeah. Jason, we'll end it here, and thanks for your time, and congrats on your day. Where do you fit position-wise with Nebraska? Has that been decided? Yeah, I'm going in as an interior offensive lineman. Um, both doors are open as far as offense and defensive line. Um, I talked to both coaches and both coordinators, and they, they, they both want me to play either side of the ball, you know, depending what happens, whether I can play sooner there, whether my body's better for one or the other. So, um, yeah, it's good that both avenues are open. But Jason, I know we said last stop, but I got one more for you. The, the, the head of hair is beautiful. We only got about 30 seconds left here. There's no plans to cut that hair before you make it to college, correct? Oh, no. Oh, thank God. <laughs> is this thing just – is this Hollywood uh, flow we got going? Well, we, we talked to Vocal a couple of days ago. This is much, much better hair. It's a, a beautiful, really? beautiful head of You're hair. You're just throwing Travis Vocal like <laughs> under the bus. Hey, like, okay. Vocal has got good hair, and this, this uh, it's credit to Jason. I mean, his hair, is, it looks like it's taken years to grow. Uh, Jason Machacek with us out of Pierce, South Dakota, uh, part of the Nebraska recruiting class 2023. Jason, uh, best wishes to you. Thanks for a few minutes with us today. Yeah, thank you, guys. Appreciate it. Good to hear from uh, Jason Machacek. And uh, both doors are open, but it uh, sounds like an interior guy on the line and very insightful with just the, the connection he made with Coach Riola. Uh, Coach Donnie's eye was on Machacek. And despite the transition, this is a guy that kind of stayed in his back pocket. We'll wind down hour one of our signing day 2023 special at Hale Varsity presented by Currency. Chime in 402-466-ESPN or email the show chris at hailvarsity.com. Just try me, try me. Back to Hale Varsity Radio. 
One final time this first hour, Siding Day 2023 special. Hail Varsity Radio presented by Currency. For all your equipment financing needs, go Currency. Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal. And uh, in hour one, uh, if you're going to get caught up on the show with the podcast, Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, subscribe, listen, like, rate, Hail Varsity Radio. Uh, do so. We appreciate that. But we'll have uh, our conversation with Damon Benning posted our roundtable with Brady Altman's and Mike Babcock on today's class. We just got done chatting with Jason Machacek of South Dakota. Another uh, offensive line get for Nebraska. Total of eight Nebraskans. Uh, you look at that 500-mile radius, though. You, you have eight from Nebraska. You have uh, one from Missouri. Oklahoma's kind of borderline there. I think they got a good one. And we'll hear from Coach Rule next hour on uh, the uh, the Oklahoma linebacker, one from South Dakota we just told you about, and then a, uh, a handful of a walk-ons that'll make a difference as well. I, so, should, I should note, are uh, you talking about Eric Fields? Yes, Ard- Eric Fields. Ardmore, Oklahoma is 461 miles away. So we, we, we just got in there. 500-mile radius, baby. Look at that. Wonderful. And then they sprinkled in talent. Coming up in Hour 2, we'll hear from Coach Rule, some thoughts on the class, uh, we'll dive into some of the portal acquisitions. We'll answer some of your questions. So if you have comments or questions, get into the stream yard uh, via the Hale Varsity YouTube channel or can jump on ESPN Lincoln Facebook, ESPN Lincoln Twitter, or the uh, Hale Varsity Radio Twitter handle at HVarsity Radio. Again, want to uh, continue to, to promote uh, uh, the, the recruiting recap tomorrow morning with Coffee and Cream and Damon Benning and Andrew Rogers, that'll be 7 to 9 in the morning. Get the magazine. Get the website and the digital content that's been incredible. If you're a Nebraska fan, you want to take care of yourself or that family member that uh, bleeds red, uh, big red, that is, hailvarsity.com backslash offer. Offer. It's in the scroll. If you're watching on the live, no, and I'm waiting scroll. for the scroll to get here. <laughs> it's it's my swing on a on a three two fastball, way behind. Yeah, that's that's where you get the uh, the magazine. It's monthly offer. annual for, for, for the way it's been drilled into me has been subscribed, but it is backslash offer. Yeah, so you can still go to back, backslash, backslash subscribe to subscribe, but you won't get the uh, the deals the, the, if you go the to deal. hashtag off. Or the the, the, the off. Santa deal. So, Schmitty, we, we've had a question of the day that I've been wanting to pose to you. Now we're up against a break here, but we've been asking everybody today, what's the name that stands out most to you? What's the name that, that you're most excited for? And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pose the question to you. We spent a couple weeks talking mm-hmm. recruiting here. What name jumps off that page to you as being a guy who could contribute early? Oh, well, early, I mean... Is or, or just your favorite name. That works, too. My favorite guy, like, just upside and, and wow. I mean, I, I really dive into Coach Rule and believe. All right, blind faith. I believe that he can do wonders with the offensive and defensive line. I also believe he's true to form with his love for linebacker play. So that's kind of the the three position groups I'm checking in on. But I'm absolutely, from a local standpoint, because of his bloodlines, because of the family, uh, Maverick Noonan is a guy that that we've got to see uh, play really high-level football and uh, I think he could be special. I think, and I'm going to give you 40 names here, but Knudsen, I think, is is nice uh, with his mentality. Goldman, of course, could be good. And then Elvano, like Damon was talking about, that's, that's nailed. So I gave you lots of answers. Hour two on the way. Coach Rule, you'll hear from him.
Each year, approximately 5,000 children are diagnosed with brain cancer. Of those children, nearly 30% will not survive, and many of those that do are left with debilitating side effects for life. We're asking you to help by tuning in to the 10th Annual Team Jack Foundation Radiothon presented by the Home Agency on September 29th. Become a champion for a cure for just $20 a month. Visit teamjackfoundation.org to learn more. Thank you for helping us fight for a cure. Welcome to Hale Varsity Radio, the voice of Husker Nation. Insight, opinion, expertise, with the biggest and best names talking Nebraska across the state. Join the show on Twitter at Hale Varsity and at Schmitz underscore radio. Call in at 402-466-ESPN or 1-800-825-5865. Here's Chris Schmitz. Tower 2 at Hale Varsity Radio, presented by Currency. For all your equipment financing needs, go Currency Signing Day 2023. The early signing period, 27 additions for Nebraska in four walk-ons, scholarship walk-ons, a nice haul of 31 for the Big Red. Is this going to be different from a transition class that you've been used to and you've seen with Nebraska football because it's been about transition Every four or five years. Can uh, Nebraska stabilize? We'll spend the next hour talking about that. We'll get some insight from longtime uh, standout coach Lincoln East's own John Gingery. His reaction to Malachi Coleman's recruiting process and commitment to Nebraska today. Uh, Lincoln Southeast standout Gunnar Gatula, part of this 2023 class, will join us at 540 and if you want to submit some questions or chime in, 466-3776-800-825-5865. Numbers to dial up. But uh, we started off the show with Damon Benning, Mike Babcock, Brady Altmans, and then Jason Machacek, uh, one of the offensive line recruits from South Dakota, the offensive line recruit from South Dakota. And uh, I think the consensus is, and Matt hits on it pretty well, here in our comments section, you're welcome to, to join us with the Hale Varsity YouTube channel or Twitter, ESPN Lincoln or Hale Varsity Radio uh, with this signing day. I think Matt's right on. Pretty impressed with what Rule did in 24 days. And, and he came in ready, uh, armed, and pretty much uh, organized, right? I mean, those are, those are some key things on top of his hires his hires strengths, the communication that went involved that went into all of it. And Elijah, this is year one. You still gotta win on the field. You still gotta develop on the practice field. But if you can take this moving forward, get the development that you've been able to get and 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 put some good lines of scrimmage together and then just springboard this. Uh, things could could flip and turn, and I'm not trying to sell Kool-Aid or lemonade or pump you up. I know it's the off season, but this is where you need to get back to if you're Nebraska, and that's winning on the line of scrimmage, which in turn wins ball games uh, in the fourth quarter because you're beating the hell out of the other guy for four quarters, and uh, you need to be able to do that in the Big Ten, and 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 just find a way. And it and rules message is it it starts at home. And, and he uh, lived that with, when you look at the breakdown, eight Nebraskans, five Texans, three from Florida, three from Pennsylvania. But he has 
Well, well, he well, he has arms everywhere uh, to go around the nation, but you focused in and did well. You, you lost uh, Flores and you lost Benny, and both those kids. Good luck, man. Uh, really, really high-level kids. Oklahoma State, Iowa State, two tremendous programs, so you're happy for them. But it was mentioned more than once in the press conference, we're not going to let this happen again with, with in-state pros- prospects getting out. Well, and it, it's, it's the fact that it sounds like he actually has a plan and a vision and confidence in that plan and vision. That's what felt like such a fresh air of – of, of that press conference today to me was, I mean, you got back here and the first thing we said to each other was, man, that guy's good at what he does huh, when he gets up in front of the media. He, right. he, he's good at it. Um, and I think that helps <laughs> sell, but it's also the fact that he's getting up there and he's got a, a plan, not just for, for Nebraska, but for recruiting and how he's going to make sure that he doesn't lose two kids from, from in-state. And it feels like he has all his boxes checked. It doesn't feel like there's a, a question that is going to surprise him when he gets up for a press conference because he's thought it all out. And that, that, that vision and that confidence is just such a, a change of pace from what we've seen over the past couple of years that it really does breed confidence in, in what he is doing within that football program. And I'd venture to say that even if this recruiting class didn't reach top 30 in, in the, the country, what Matt Rule would have gone up there and said today would have sold me on the fact that, you know what, he, he knows what he's doing. He's got guys that fit his program, fit his vision. And obviously that remains to be seen on the field, but it seems like a vision that, that – aligns with what Husker fans want from their football program. It's got to translate. It's got to translate, and it'll take some time to do that. But you like the attack, and you like where they focused in. Matt chimes in uh, lots of homegrown O-line and defensive uh, speed. That is your your theme. You're fast. You're going to be fast. You're going to be physical. And uh, there you go. Uh, That's what uh, Matt Rule teams are. And, uh, you know, uh, most, and, and Matt chimes in again, most in-state recruits Nebraska signed since 1998, uh, which was cool. Uh, so, listen, Nebraska still has to do it on the field. Uh, this is the question we're wondering if there's another get out there for Nebraska. Uh, Jordan's asking off of YouTube. Uh, do we have a shot at Cornelius? How the hell do I say his first name? It's Johnny. What? Huh? A Johnny, I believe. A Johnny, thank you. Good work. Mm-hmm. That's solid. That is so good. A Johnny Cornelius. I know I'm supposed to professionally know that, but I had to ask the room, so I did. It's a battle because he's a multi-year starter that's good, uh, and uh, that's not real easy to get <laughs> portal-wise. Speaking of portal, Nebraska did well, right? I mean, back in the day, from a JUCO standpoint, Nebraska would add – specifics from a Juco, uh, a Terrell Farley, who, who is as good as it gets. Mike Babcock has a great feature on Terrell in the, the latest Hale Varsity magazine. But uh, you look at Farley, Mike Rogier was a Juco guy. Uh, Levante David, clearly incredible. Gomes, a Juco guy. Mo Purify, a Juco guy. I mean, you can name the, the hits that you got out of JUCO well, and, and, that are big. And, and how college football has changed is now, I'd venture to say a guy like Cornelius, we were just talking about, coming from a school like Rhode Island and entering the transfer portal, that's almost the modern JUCO. 
in that totally that you're going to go develop at these younger schools. You know what? The big schools overlooked you for whatever reason coming out of high school, and you're going to go develop at these smaller colleges that are still very high level football. You get that that D1 type experience, even though it's against some lesser competition. You build up the confidence, you get some stuff on tape, and then you're going to make your move up and get one year or two years at a big Power Five school. That is to me what feels like the new JUCO. That that's the route that a lot of schools are using to build their program quickly from. Uh, you know, a uh, 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 10 years ago type sense where that was Juco. You'd go down and get those guys that go get two, three years uh, at a Juco, bring them to your school and, and they'd be ready pretty quickly. That's what the transfer portal is doing now from these schools like Rhode Island or, or name your smaller school. Right. And, and you look at, at just some of the additions Nebraska's made in their wide receiver room, typically. They've been guys that have transferred in. Now, uh, Juco, uh, the, the, a difference can be a guy who's played a couple years a lot of football in JUCO. It's not Power Five. In some instances, you're getting guys that maybe just contributed in on special teams or saw limited action from the portal. But portal-wise, I mean, Jeff Sims at quarterback, uh, we'll hear about him in a moment. Uh, but, I mean, he's he's a guy that's played a lot of football and an NFL guy, so that's good. Uh, Josh Fleeks is a Baylor grad transfer. You get two from Florida that – uh, need to live up, to, or if you're a Nebraska fan, you want them to live up to their star potential. But yet, Chief Borders, an edge guy that uh, was, I mean, he has the frame and, and the physical attributes uh, to go smoke a quarterback. Uh, you get him uh, as as well as Collier, the defensive back, the safety. I think at one point a five star guy. Mm-hmm. So I mean, can can you get them to live up to the? The hype and the the billing. The, they, again, they have the talent, the speed, the athleticism, the attributes. Uh, the name too, uh, Elijah Judy. Love Elijah. Uh, for Judy. getting him from A and M. Love Elijah Judy. Right? He's a guy that did a lot of work on his body his first season at Texas A&M. I think he's going to be a lot more college ready now. He's a guy that needed to add a good amount of upper body strength. He's kind of naturally had a lot of leg strength. Uh, Judy's a guy I've looked into a lot because he's really intriguing to me. Well, his first name. Um, well, first name Elijah, last name Judy. So you got me, first name, and then last name Denver Broncos wide receiver Judy. No relation, but that's a, it's a name that immediately stood off the page to me. And looking into him, he's a guy um, that previously in his career, before his first year at Texas A&M, was uh, widely comped to a guy like Demarcus Lawrence that just needed a lot of development. So think about what that guy does, a lot of speed from that defensive end position, and now he's up to 290, 300 pounds after a year at Texas A&M, and I think he's already pretty close to Big Ten ready. Well, Matt Rule, part of his press conference today, uh, will get there now. Uh, recruiting, it starts at home. Here's Coach Rule, and, and he hammered that point home, something fierce about how he wants to do things at Nebraska. I think you always start at home. You know, um, the key to long-term success is for every fourth, fifth, sixth, and seventh grader in the state of Nebraska to grow up you know, dreaming of playing out here, you know, and so – uh, they have to see. They have to see other kids just like them do that, and so um, so. Um, as I went through this process of evalu- evaluating this job, if, if I would be a good fit here, I got to know these players. Uh, I, I watched them, and you know, we. Uh, I, I wanted the local kids to, to stay here and play here in Nebraska. So we, we got a lot of them. A couple we didn't get, um, but uh, the ones that we got, they came for the right reasons. They wanted to be here. And, um, you know, we can't take everybody, but these the ones we got are, are definitely good enough, and they're, they're going to fight uh, for, for their university. The reality is, and he's talking about that, that age demo, and they haven't seen a lot of success. They see the crowd. They see the support. They see the passion. They see the effort. 
You just haven't seen the results. And to be honest, uh, it's, you know, you got to get that flipped sooner rather than later because you've been waiting a while. Mm-hmm. And uh, the, the demo he talked about, uh, they are tuned in and locked into other programs. And guess what? Other programs will and do find them if they grow up loving football. And a lot of times they've gotten away from Nebraska. They've, had, they've not had a reason to come here because of the wins and losses. And uh, Matt Rule with his really next comment following up that was talking about what's your plan moving forward here to lock down those state boards. You want to hear from that now? Win, do it the right way. I mean, I, I was talking to one of the top 2024 recruits um, in the country. Obviously, I can't say their name, but top 2024 recruits in the country that, you know, is, in a, is down in Texas and everyone has a lock to go to one of the schools in Texas and you know, I'm, I'm, we're, we're having a conversation, and he's like, Coach, you don't remember me? I'm like, no. He's like, Coach, I, I came and saw five games of, of yours when I was in eighth grade, and this player who played for you was, was my cousin, and this play. So to me, the best thing that I can do and our staff can do is that every player that comes here and plays for us leaves here and says, you know what, like, that was awesome. I got developed, and they'll go back to their towns, and they'll tell people, and they'll say, hey, you know what, what they're saying is true, it's right, you know, um, that's the best. That's the best resume we have. That, that's our book of business. Is every high school coach says, "Hey, I want my guys to go there and play for that staff because they do things right." And so, um, that and then win. You know, you grow up and you 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 want to. Your best memories are coming up here and watching big games. And so, uh, the way you win though is just kind of handle it day to day. And so we'll get there. But um, uh, it's important to me that uh, the kids know that that's a possibility. And you know, we're not going to play games. And you know, hey, you know, want you, you're good enough for a scholarship, but we really don't want to give you. We're going to give guys scholarships when they're good enough, and we're going to get them here and coach them. More of a message here from Coach Rule on recruiting in-state kids. I just want to say this to the, to the kids in Nebraska who didn't come because there's some that we really liked. I wish them all the best to the guys signing Division II, Division Three. Playing college football is awesome. You know, all we, all we talk about now is all this other stuff. I mean, I, I coached at Albright College Division Three. It was one of the best years of my life. So I'm excited for all the kids playing. Um, but, you know, from Malachi to Gunner to Brock to uh, Maverick to, to all the guys to Tristan, you know, um, you know, we got to know a bunch of really cool kids in the state. Um, uh, I think it's going to be really fun, uh, really fun moving forward. One of those Sam Sledge shout out is what yeah, he, he had to throw it at the end before, there. He, before he exited stage left. And we'll talk about Malachi Coleman and uh, his upside with his high school coach, John Gingery, here in five minutes. But uh, more on Malachi because he's a key in state prospect. You really were wondering about is he going to the Colorado, Georgia liked him, USC? I mean, go through the names of the who's who and, and Malachi, Michigan, right? I mean, Malachi's a, a dude. And uh, more from Rule here on what he likes about Malachi Coleman. Well, the biggest thing about Malachi is I just kind of really like him. You know what I'm saying? It's not really to me about, I mean, once everybody gets here, like, you know, the stars go away and you're all just guys on the team. But I just really like Malachi. I like his family. Um, I love his sister. I love the people around him. I love his, the people over at school, people at Lincoln East, you know, so... You know, I, there wasn't a guy we recruited that I was like, boy, I don't know if I'm going to like this guy. Malachi's a really cool guy. Um, he's obviously very talented, um, but he cares about others. You know, you look at, you know, you talk about NIL. I mean, he's, he's donating things to foster care and to helping kids. And, I mean, he's just really special in that regard. So, to me, if I say that, you know what, our job of our staff is to make sure we make these guys' lives better, I love the fact that Malachi's goal in his life is to help make other people's lives better. And that's way more important to me than the 10-3 that he runs, though I think that's pretty cool, too. elite speed is is nice uh, on the offensive or defensive side last side here from coach rule and uh, we'll check in with john gingery but uh 
we've heard in-state and we've heard that emphasized. Portal is also maybe some sprinkles on top of the Sunday, and uh, we'll see what Jeff Sims is about. A uh, really talented kid out of Georgia Tech, Coach Rule hit on. Jeff Collins was the head coach at Georgia Tech. Jeff and I worked together at Albright College and then at Western Carolina years ago. Jeff replaced me as the head coach at Temple. So I first went to Baylor. I went and visited them, uh, watched them practice. I, I go to the NFL. I have every Saturday off to watch games. I've watched a ton of Georgia Tech games. And I fell in love with, love with Jeff, you know, just as a player early on. He's dynamic. He's athletic. He's smart. He's big. He's got accuracy. He can throw from the pocket. So when he became available, uh, when he went into the transfer portal, you know, I was already sold on him, and um, I even had you know I you know I, I even had people in the NFL say, hey, you need to go get this guy. I mean, like they, everyone recognizes he's an NFL talent, and you know you get to know him. His his personality is is elite. I mean, he's a really good person about the right things. His former coaches, you know, they loved him, and so it was just it was easy if it worked out, and uh, you know we're grateful that he chose to come here. You know, he's a nice option to have, and. That's uh, some some big praise, an NFL guy. Uh, Nebraska gets him. Uh, Coach John Gingery, Lincoln East. Up next, our recruiting review continues for 2023. It's Hale Varsity presented by Currency. Pardon the interruption, but I'd like to save you some money. I'm Brandon Vogel, managing editor of Hale Varsity. And I wanted to offer listeners of this podcast $10 off the price of an annual subscription. That means that you can get everything we produce. 10 issues of our monthly magazine, our annual football yearbook, and all of the premium content we produce at HaleVarsity.com. Just go to HaleVarsity.com slash subscribe and enter the promo code GBR for $10 off a full year of Hale Varsity. That's HaleVarsity.com slash subscribe, promo code GBR. And now, and now back to Hale Varsity Radio. Thanks for hanging out. Our signing day special 2023 Hale Varsity Radio presented by Currency. Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal. Podcast, Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, and of course, Hale Varsity YouTube channel. I've been told by my brother to, to smile while on camera. So I, I'm, I'm going to smile. Uh, I'm smiling because John Gingery joins us, uh, legendary coach Lincoln East. Coach, thanks for a few minutes. How are you? I'm fine, Chris. How are you? We're doing all right, and uh, it's a uh, a special day for a lot of kids, and you've been a part of this for a number of years, with players going off to uh, to 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 sign their name to go play and continue their dream of playing football. Uh, what a spend time, and get your thoughts on uh, Malachi Coleman, coach, and and uh, Malachi uh, choosing Nebraska. This this process, uh, from your perspective, what's it been like uh, for, well, for you and for Malachi, and and finally this day happening? Well, I think it's been a long process. I mean, I think uh, you know with the coaching change, um, and all the recruiting that's that's been going on, and and uh, all the press. I think uh, all those things have, have factored in. It's been a long process. Yeah, you talk about the long process, Coach, and have you seen it, the, the recruiting process as a whole, take a toll on Malachi? I mean, from initially committing to Nebraska and then uh, coaching change happens and Matt Rule comes in and decommits, reevaluates his options. Dion makes a late push out at Colorado, and I'm sure it's just been topsy-turvy for Malachi. Have you seen that, that take any sort of toll on him, or has he taken it in stride? Well, I think I think it's it's tough on anybody. All those things that, uh, you know, you're making a big decision for the next, you know, five, six years. 
And I think it's going to take a toll on them, especially, you know, with that change and, and you make the commitment and you're committed to the coaches that are already there. And then that kind of falls apart and then it reopens. And, and I think uh, anytime that happens, it's, you know, you see that happen all the time around the nation. You know, that being said, I think Coach Rule and his staff have done an outstanding job of just coming in and, and recruiting Nebraska kids. I think uh, that's been the biggest part of that, which made that more uh, a transition a lot more easy. We, we talk a lot, and unfortunately for Nebraska fans, there's been a transition class every four or five years. I mean, that's just been the cycle, and eight, eight Nebraska kids. Coach Gingery, you see a lot of coaches in your office. You've had a lot of your kids recruited at all levels. And speak a moment from football coach to football coach, your reaction to, I guess, the job that Coach Rule and his staff did just being here less than, than a month. Well, I think they, uh, they hit the ground running. I mean, he was, he was in our building right when he got here. And uh, very uh, personable, very open, uh, understanding that uh, you know their their goal was you know 500 mile radius around uh, Lincoln. That's going to be Nebraska, and I think that hasn't happened for a while. And uh, we've had I've had a number of his assistants in the building as well. And you know it's all about relationships. And you open those doors and you, and you build those relationships and start building that trust. That's the biggest thing. That's been the biggest change is, is those guys have, have reached out and, and made connections. It's Lincoln East coach John Gingery with us here on Hale Varsity Radio talking recruiting. Malachi Coleman, uh, his decision in, he's going to be a Husker for the next couple of years. And, and coach, back to, to Malachi Coleman and that, that late push from Matt Rule. Did you know what kind of, of pitch Matt Rule was making to Malachi Coleman? I know uh, that Matt Rule spoke today about NIL opportunities at Nebraska and, and his vision for the program. Do you, do you know what his pitch was to Malachi here in the last couple of weeks? Well, I, I, you know, he talked about the NIL money, but he also talked about uh, – the homegrown kids and rebuilding this program from the ground up and investing in the future with, with freshmen, you know, and, and doing it uh, over an extended period of time. I, I don't think we've had that for, for a while, you know, this, you know, especially with the COVID, you know, a lot of schools went to the portal right away and they were willing to invest in those kids for the next, you know, four or five years. They wanted help immediately. And you still see that around the country. But I think he's done a good job of saying, hey, you know, we're going to be here and, and we want to build around you guys. And I think that's that's one of the things that really jumped out to a lot of kids. John Gingery, head coach, Lincoln East with us here. Hale Varsity Radio recruiting special, talking Malachi Coleman. So as you look at Malachi 6'4", I know he's put on about 20 pounds. He's stronger. He's still got elite speed. Tell us what you see as you've seen Division One guys and they transition. Do you think he's catching the football or do you think he's strip sacking the football? Well, I think he's probably going to be catching the football. I think with uh, they want you know one of the biggest things that the coaches want is somebody's going to stretch that defense. And when you're talking ten, four hundred meter speed, that's that's elite. You know that's a class all by itself. And if you can take the top off of defenses, that changes everything. So I think that's probably where. They see him right now. I can't. I can't say for sure, mm-hmm. but uh, you know that kind of speed just changes everything. So I think those things really factored into that. Uh, Coach, how much 
influence do you think Malachi is going to have on, on where he ends up playing uh, his football, whether it be offensive or, or defensively at Nebraska? I know there's there's a couple different ways coaches go about it. Some are the, the my way or the highway type of coaches where you say, you know what, I, I think you're going to be great here and this is where you're going to play here. And if you don't like it, you can go somewhere else. But some coaches do have a little give and take with the players trying to discuss where they, they can agree upon that a guy is going to be great. So what is your take on that? Do you think Malachi is going to have any sort of say in where he's going to end up playing football? Well, I think he'll have input in that for sure. You know, I think uh, those coaches will make those type of decisions. I know they've recruited about four or five kids already that uh, can help on offense, but uh, I think they'll give him a tra- test run and see if, if that's where he's going to fit. If that's not where he's going to fit, I'm sure they'll, you know, they'll talk about that and make that decision later on as to where uh, where he can be. But, you know, the, the thing about Malachi is, is his speed is, is game-changing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if he gets outside, the kid's gone. And on defense, when he goes, uh, he creates havoc just because of his speed coming off the edge. You know, those tackles really have to, to get out and get, a, get an angle on that kid to keep him off the quarterback. So I think uh, it's a good situation for him on both sides of the ball, and I'm sure they'll find the, the best fit for him. John Gingery is with us from Lincoln East. Coach Gingery, what, what do you think it, it means to, to have a, a guy like Malachi stay home? Well, I think anytime you, you can keep kids in Nebraska here, it's uh, from the old days, that's, that's huge. Uh, the more kids you get to buy in, and it, and it helps feed into the walk-on program as well, and, and you get those kids to stay, uh, and those kids are going to stay. They're not going to jump and, and go someplace else. They're the ones that are homegrown, and they put people in the stands, and everybody likes to see that. So I think that's one of the things that if you keep those kids here, that's going to be just a bonus all the way around. Coach, tell me a little bit about Coach and Malachi the last few seasons, his story, of course, uh, from being homeless and taking care of his sister, adoption, and then the way he's paid it forward to, to folks. I mean, really a, a mature young man. Uh, your relationship with Malachi and just the, the growth you've seen from him. Well, I think the trust is, is one of the biggest things and. and uh, you talk about uh, the ways that they can contribute on offense and defense, and you try and utilize his skills and, and where he fits in with the rest of the program. Um, all those things are, are factors. So the biggest thing is he's, he's a pleaser. He wants to do well. He wants to be the person that, uh, that contributes and leads, that uh, helps others. You know, and those, those kids are, are pretty special. He's pretty special that way. So, yeah, and uh, – I'm going to miss him. You know, I get him one more year on track. Um, but uh, it's been it's been special to have a kid like that. Coach, what are his goals in track this spring? Well, I think he wants to beat uh, <laughs> a couple of records, and he wants to get after that. So that's one of the reasons why he uh, stuck around. He wants to break those records in, in the hundred and possibly the two hundred. And there's there's good competition in the state. You know, there's there's other good sprinters in the state, but that's one of the things that that he wants to do. So he set that uh, bar pretty high, and he wants to go after it. Who's your co-pilot with us on the interview? Oh, that's my two-year-old grandson. That's my daughter's. I've got, got him right now. He's, uh, he's, he's keeping me on my toes. No, because, he's uh, awesome. He, I mean, he's, he's just he's, he's chiming in, and I love it. I love he it. sounds really excited for Malachi. Oh, well, he just, he's just happy he, about he's football. Excited. He's excited. Yeah, he's a goer. He, uh, <laughs> he doesn't know what stop or slow down means. Now, now uh, 
I've seen some some baseball coaches around that you know focus on putting things in, in kids' left hands to work on left hands so they can become switch hitters later in right. life at, at the baseball level. Are you doing anything with uh, with the little guy right now to get him ready for a, a career in football? How's his drive blocking? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know he'll he'll be there long after I'm probably gone, so he's gonna he's gonna have to make those decisions. So, and I'm I'm kind of ambidextrous, both uh, right and left handed, and and uh, he's looking like he's gonna be right handed. <laughs> Spiral. And he takes after my daughter. He's just going to be a little bit nasty, which will be good. <laughs> Future D lineman, love it, or maybe offensive lineman. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> Uh, John Gingery with his head coach, Lincoln East, Hale Varsity Radio, recruiting weekend. Coach, last thought, we'll let you get back to your grandson, and thanks for taking a few minutes. Uh, what was uh, the, the the feedback, I, I guess, you got or you heard about? What was uh, you know Coach Prime and, and, and Boulder like? What was that experience like? What was relayed yeah. to you? I think they loved it. I think he was genuine. I think he, uh, he uh, was very personable, and I can see where – you know, you put a person like that in that particular place, it's 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 going to be huge. I mean, getting those people to buy in and and uh, they loved him. I mean, it was it was a great visit. So they had nothing but great things to say. So he did a great job with him. Yeah. Coach, any big plans? Ultimately, you know, staying here, staying close to home and and having connection, having his family and the support system here that he has. I think that all played into it as well. Coach, any big plans for your snow day tomorrow before we get you out? Pardon? Any big plans for your snow day tomorrow before we get you out of here? <laughs> I'm probably pushing snow, but it sounds like they're backing off the uh, the inches all the time. So, you know, it's just about uh, starting to cook. I'm going to have to get my uh, all my recipes out and get them going for uh, for Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. So I'm going to be uh, busy cooking. What are we making? Well, I guess, you know, we're going to start out with soups. Mm. And then uh, from there it goes to uh, the Christmas meal. And it goes to, uh, you know, the ham and, and the, the baked potatoes or the, or the potatoes and the, uh, the green bean casserole, of course. And then you get the fruit dishes and everything else. So it, it's going to be a big show. I will trade you some of Joe Mama's. That's my mom's prime rib for some of Coach Gingery's legendary ham. <laughs> Do you accept that offer? I'd probably, I'd probably be up for that. I'd probably <laughs> up for that. Well, we'll, we'll rendezvous the, uh, on uh, Friday. Coach, you take care. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays to you and your family. Thanks for a few minutes. You bet. Merry Christmas, guys. I appreciate it. All right. There he is, John Gingery and uh, his little grandson. Good insight on Malachi Coleman, his recruiting process, and uh, Nebraska winning that battle against Colorado. Not done. More for the 2023 recruiting rewind here with Hale Varsity. Gunnar Gatula, another Lincoln product, standout Lincoln Southeast off to Nebraska. We'll hear from Gunnar next on Hale Varsity, presented by Currency. Go Knights. And now. And now, back to Hale Varsity Radio. Back with you, signing day 2023 with Hale Varsity Radio. Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal, offensive lineman from Lincoln Southeast, part of the 2023 class. Gunnar Gatula with us. Gunnar, congratulations, and uh, uh, thanks for giving us a few minutes on on signing day 2023. Take us through your, your process, and uh, I guess Nebraska and that transition with Ruel, what was your interaction like with the new coach? Uh, you know, I got to talk to him early on after he got the job. And I just liked everything that he was saying. And I really liked him as a coach and a person. And just obviously Coach Ryle having that relationship with him. So 
it's just a great fit for me still. Now, Gunnar, uh, there's been a lot made in the past couple weeks about Donovan Ryle. Some people very happy with the hire. Some people very unhappy with the hire based on, on play last season. I want to get your take on this. You're a guy who's known Donovan Ryle for a while, been recruited by Donovan for a while. And, and I want to dive into your relationship with him and, and why you're excited to go play for him. Oh, uh, yeah, I've, had a, I've built a great relationship with him since he got here. I mean, I just love the way he coaches and attacks the day every day and attacks the aspect of coaching that position and just his philosophies and all those different things. And uh, I'm excited to be able to go play for him. Gunnar, what is it about Coach Donnie's personality that connected with you? And uh, give us a look-see, if you could, uh, for folks that that just watch and and aren't going to be a part of it. Uh, He just coaches with a lot of passion and preaches like his players playing with a lot of passion and just playing hard 24-7 and having a purpose. So I think that's just the big thing that hit home for me and just – wanted to play for a guy like that from a style standpoint can you describe the offensive line style that that you've you've had at southeast and how that can fit in lincoln with what coach riola wants to do uh yeah we run some similar plays just like power or just zone schemes and things like that so uh there will be new things i have to learn for sure but uh you know i was prepared well by uh my coaches at southeast coach ryan coach Gatula too jump to that next level at southeast gunner t- tell me right, about Nebraska, I mean. yeah, t- tell me about your own personal play style and how you think it lines up with donovan riley we- we've watched you uh, over the years here as schmitty's done high school games i've done high school games we- we've all gotten the chance to see you and you're always a guy who's played with a bit of a chip on your shoulder take me through that and and just how you like to play the game i mean i just gotta, i just like to take uh every play one at a time and play as hard as i can every play trying to you know make that extra block downfield or make that extra play for another second to hopefully get that touchdown and just playing hard and trying to win your matchup in every game. Gunnar Gatula with us here, signing day 2023 on Hale Varsity Radio. Gunnar, let's talk about some of the peers that you're going to be coming into to Nebraska with, and you've uh, played a lot of ball at the high school level uh, in Class A. You, you've played the Lincoln schools, you've played the, 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 the Omaha schools, and uh, just what what's this in-state hall like uh, some of the mates that are going to be going to lincoln with you tell us about some of the other nebraska kids that you've connected with and just your assessment overall of of the talent that's coming into lincoln i mean just all of them really we all just have a great relationship with each other and i mean just like like pretty much all the in-state guys we're all just like good buddies and we talk a lot or text a lot and we're just like if we're on a visit or something we're always hanging out and talking or just always catching up with each other, so it's fun for sure. Gunner, take me back to, to early September. Elkhorn South was in town playing Lincoln Southeast, and you were matched up all game against Maverick Noonan, a guy who's uh, about to be your teammate. Take me back to that game. What was it like going up against a guy, uh, I mean, one of the, the best edge rushers in this state? It's a tall task, and I want you to take me through that game, what you were feeling, and, and how you feel like uh, it's going to be to go play with Maverick at Nebraska. Uh, it's just a great opportunity to be able to play a player like that who's really good he's very technically sound so he gets the best out of you uh, on every play you can't just have one bad play because uh, he'll take advantage of it because he's very technically sound and explosive so just always having to be ready and I think just being able to play against players like that is really uh, good for me and just good for him and everybody do you think you uh, you won the matchup that day I don't know I'd say I'd say it's been pretty even over the years uh he hit a sack on me this year, but the last two years before he didn't. So 
he's got one on me in three years, but it's always a great matchup. Gunner, your skill set, your strengths, and then what do you need to uh, to to improve on as you uh, you get to Nebraska? Where where what are you coming in with that you're happy with, and the coaches like, and they've told you about, and then what are some areas as you transition to Big Ten football? Uh, they like my versatility and athleticism to be able to play different positions and my frame, just being able to fit in a lot of different spots and be able to do a lot of different things. I think the big thing will just be getting used to the, the speed and the, I guess, strength of the new college level, just trying to get stronger and bigger, I'd say, just building onto my frame and working hard, I'd say. You mentioned a key word there, versatility, and to me that sounds a lot like what Coach Rule in, in Nebraska football is going to be about, uh, talent developing that talent and then putting that talent in the best spot to succeed. What what has been told to you? What is foreseen for you from a position standpoint? Where do you fit on the line? Uh, the, well, Coach Rowell has, hasn't really told me a set position that I'd play. Um, I mean, he's talked about me playing both and, like, either meetings or just, like, talking to me and just going through drills and different things like that, like what you do, so – I don't think I have a set position going in, but uh, I think I'm. Ver- I think I'm probably either a tackle or a guard, but uh, I definitely be able to do either for sure on either side. Gunner, is there anyone you'd like to uh, to model your game after, whether it be a, a college guy or an NFL guy? Um, yeah, that's hard. Um, I don't know. I like Clinton Nelson on the Colts. Mm. I just like the way he plays. He just plays really hard. That's a good one. Uh, I think Trent Williams is really good. Just his ability in blocking in space, really. And that uh, Shanahan scheme, that zone stuff they do. So those are two guys I like to watch. And Gutter, you've uh, been around the game of football really your whole life. Quick personal story. I remember my junior, senior year of high school, it was always little Gunner hanging out on the sideline at practice <laughs> yeah, at little. games. And, yeah, and that's the thing. And then a couple years later, I go to a Southeast game and I go, that's Gunner Gatula? No way. The kid's like six foot six now. What happened to him? So I want you to take me through your childhood, uh, always being around the game of football. You've spent some time around some greats at Southeast from Gerald Foster and, and Luke Gifford, and you got to see them compete every single day in practice. What was that like for you growing up? And, and I mean, simply put, you're a football guy. That's what you've always been. That's what you've always known. Yeah, it's just I'm really blessed for the opportunity to have a dad who was the coach and, uh, you know, just being able to grow up around the program and just see all those like great players before like when I was a kid just like seeing Gerald Foster mess with me or like when I was like a middle schooler at football camp getting knocked out by Isaac Gifford playing pickup so I mean it's just a fun experience for really, you know it's being being able to be around guys like that what Isaac do to you uh so I was a sixth grader and he was the eighth grader and we we're playing it's called night ball it's, yeah, it's kind of I don't really know how to describe it it's kind of like I don't know. You can just forward pass, whatever. But anyways, <laughs> I went up for a jump ball. I went up for a pass, and I thought it was just me there. And then he came out of nowhere and picked it off and then just ran right into me and just knocked me down and, yeah, hurt pretty bad. So. <laughs> Fun memories we brought out here on the recruiting show. Uh, last thought, Gutter, uh, what's this day and moment meant for you and your family? Oh, it's just a special moment to be able to – finally get it done time and uh just really exciting for all of us gunner continued success uh best you and your family and thanks for a few minutes today thank you thanks for having me on gunner gatula with us here on hail varsity the recruiting issue 
Uh, reminder to get buckled up, hands on the wheel, eyes and minds straight ahead. The driver has one job, that's to drive a message from the Nebraska Department of Highway Safety Office. Miss us? Come here, brother. Give me a hug. Bring me in for the real thing. We're on call for you. Catch the podcast at HailVarsity.com, the ESPN Lincoln app, or download them on iTunes. Saddle up, partner. Back to Hail Varsity Radio. One final time, good show today. Thanks for all of your participation. Update Elijah on our dear friend Cornelius. You want to try the first name? No. (laughs) Johnny Cornelius picking Oregon today. Uh, He was down to Ohio State, Nebraska, Tennessee, Oregon. That was the final four, and uh, he makes it official, pulls the Oregon hat off the table, and he'll be headed off to Oregon. Not going to be a Husker, which is, I I think, a bit of a blow for some Husker fans, but based on what I heard from Matt Rule today, I think this has been somewhat expected from – from him over the uh, the past couple weeks. And obviously, Nebraska gets the visit from Cornelius, but uh, he will be an Oregon Duck playing for Dan Lanning. Let's hear from Matt Rule one more time here uh, when it comes to uh, the line of scrimmage, cut eight here, and uh, specifically uh, that's, that's his area of expertise and where he's going to hone in on. The team that can control the line of scrimmage, whether it's run the ball and stop the run or – uh, the ability to uh, to protect the quarterback and affect the quarterback, those teams win. And so, um, you know, great quarterbacks usually are what makes teams. Don't get me wrong, but you know, a lot of that comes down to recruiting. <laughs> um, I I believe that you can develop guys up front on both sides of the ball. And so, you know, I, I care about all the players, you know, and I'll go over and watch the DBs. But I certainly can't sit there and talk to them about their backpedal at an elite level. I can talk about O line and D line play, and I can I can talk about linebacker play. So, you know, I let my coaches coach. Um, but I like to just kind of be around those guys. It's just, to me, it's just when you have a great O-line and D-line and they're the right guys, the whole vibe in the locker room is different. You know, you have kind of that rugged team that you want. And um, um, you know, part of it for me is I don't think the ways that we want at Temple will help us win here. I don't think the ways that we want at Baylor will help us win here. I need to figure out how to win here. And the same core philosophy is this, you know, there. But, you know, I, I've been outside and felt the wind a couple of times. You know, I walked out in the field yesterday when the ice was, the turf was, you know, when, 20, when the college football playoff comes around in a couple of years and there's some home games I think they're going to do, you know, all right, well, let's, let's invite some teams to come up here and play us. So building a team that can win, you know, and those are the things I learned from Coach Belichick and Mike Lombardi, you know, build, build a team that can win in the env- environment that you're in. Um, you know, play football differently. And so that's been important to me. I think the O-line, D-line will win in these conditions. Ted asked what, what's everyone been saying, and I think the consensus is, wow, 24 days in this class. Impressive. Kevin emails in to paraphrase. Uh, he says, pass the Kool-Aid, but he's going to spike it a little bit, which is fine. Uh, but more on, on that retention of Riola. Can we squeeze it in? Quickly. All right. Donovan uh, was trained by Harry Heestand. Um, whose brother-in-law, Pat Flaherty, I work for at the Giants as the assistant O-line coach. And so when you get into O-line play, there's like three base philosophies, and it's, it's, they're very different. It's like the difference, difference between driving on the right side and the left side of the road. And, you know, and so I don't want to – they're all great. I don't want to coach – I don't want to work – I don't want an O-line coach that's over here because I deeply care about what the offensive line looks like. And we interviewed several candidates, and we talked to several guys. And to Donovan's credit, we interviewed him. I said, hey, I'll let you know. He showed up every day to work. He worked. He wasn't, you know, he just kept being there. You know, half of life is just showing up. And um, um, I kind of liked his vibe, and I liked his energy. But most importantly to me, 
he had been trained in the same system that I'm trained in, and I want us to play that way. And so um, it was just a natural fit. And uh, he, he's a great, great guy. Got a chance to meet his wife. He's a wonderful family, and um, we're excited. Well, enjoy it today. Get the podcast, Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, the recruiting show. Uh, catch Coffee and Cream tomorrow, 7 to 9, with Hale Varsity Radio. Talk to you at 4. A Huda Media Production.